Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, tens of millions of Americans swelter in triple-digit temperatures as Tropical Storm Herald hits Texas, bringing flash flooding and possible tornadoes. Here are tonight's headlines. We're talking heat index values 120, even 130 in some cases. The double weather threat tonight as a heat dome bakes a third of the country. Plus the developing situation as Tropical Storm Herald makes landfall. The big cleanup has begun and neighbors are helping neighbors dig out. And out west, hundreds of patients moved after a hospital loses power. And look at this, sparks fly as a plane lands during Tropical Storm Hillary. A tragic start to the school year after a bus full of kids is run off the road, killing one and injuring more than 20. The status tonight on their conditions. Former President Trump says he will travel to Georgia Thursday to face charges of trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election in the state. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows asked for an extension to surrender, and the district attorney basically slapped that down. We're all watching. The world is watching. Maui's mayor faces backlash for his role during the fire. Our new reporting as recovery efforts enter a new phase. In New York City, a new center has just opened up on Randall's Island. It's expected to house up to 3,000 migrants. This is a sign of a crisis, a greatest, I believe, humanitarian crisis the city has ever witnessed. And Sha'Carri Richardson becomes the world's fastest woman. I had to come with it, because they're going to come with it. So I was prepared, and I'm grateful. Good evening. 
morning and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. We begin tonight with a one-two punch of extreme weather from Tropical Storm Harold slamming Texas to the sweltering heat across the middle of the country. Thousands of homes and businesses are without power tonight after Tropical Storm Harold made landfall south of Corpus Christi with sustained winds of 50 miles per hour. The ninth named storm of the Atlantic hurricane season is bringing heavy rains, flooding strong winds and storm surge along the coast. Elsewhere, it's dangerous and excessive heat causing problems from Minnesota to Florida. More than 140 million Americans are under heat alerts nearly in nearly half the states. Triple-digit feels like temperatures topped 110 degrees in places like Kansas City and Minneapolis. We have team coverage of this wild weather, and reporter Matt Doherty from our CBS Houston affiliate, KHOU, will start us off from Corpus Christi. Good evening, Matt. Hi, good evening, Nora. Tropical Storm Harold came ashore today with a vengeance, packing wind gusts of more than 60 miles an hour. All around me, those Gulf waters continued to wash ashore. People are stranded and roads are flooded. Harold is pummeling parts of Texas. The storm unleashed wind gusts up to 60 miles an hour as it made landfall this morning, unleashing torrents of rain on the Lone Star State. We're in downtown Corpus Christi right now. Tropical Storm Harold made landfall in North Padre Island about half an hour ago. We're about 300 yards from the beach, which is up there in that direction. As you get closer, you can see the tide rising and those waves. Back here, we're not seeing a whole lot of flooding in Corpus Christi. What we are seeing is a whole lot of tree damage, like you can see right there. Hours later, roads leading to the state aquarium in Corpus Christi were flooded, leaving some stranded. And we're not scanning down yet. Governor Greg Abbott says Texas has deployed emergency responders to monitor the storm as it moves across the state. In the Midwest, the heat is the issue. Roxana Severi is in Chicago. People have come out here to the shore of Lake Michigan to cool off and enjoy the breeze as temperatures rise. An excessive heat warning goes into effect tomorrow when this region could feel as warm as 115 degrees. The sun is just a little tense. Conditions here could get dangerous, especially for schools without adequate air conditioning. Some are starting late or moving to remote learning. It makes it a hard environment for the kids to learn in. In Kansas City today, feels like temperatures soared to 116, and in Minneapolis, 113. Back here in Corpus Christi, more than 9,000 customers remain without power. And you can see behind me, those waves are still crashing ashore. We're still feeling some intermittent rains. And of course, those wind gusts continue to beat down on Corpus Christi. Nora, back to you. Matt Doherty, thank you. We are tracking the storm and that extreme heat. So let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Harold, now a tropical depression, seeing winds with this system still around 35 miles an hour, still some stronger gusts possible. Center of the system well inland, some of the heaviest rain expected to fall south or west of the border here in Mexico. Meanwhile, the reason we saw Harold say so far to the south is this area of high pressure, this heat dome associated with it firmly in place with some extreme heat, excessive heat warning stretching from Louisiana all the way up to Minnesota, where tomorrow temperatures will be in the triple digits. And Nora, Davenport could feel like 117. That is too hot. Thank you, Chris. 
Now a heartbreaking tragedy in Ohio on the first day of school. An elementary school student was killed and more than 20 others hurt when their bus was struck by a minivan and flipped over. And as CBS's Nancy Chen reports, only eight states require a seatbelt on school buses and Ohio isn't one of them. It was morning pickup at the start of a new year at elementary school when a bus in Springfield, Ohio crashed, rolling to its side. Report of a school bus auto accident, buses on its top, down in the embankment, children on the bus. Police say the driver of a minivan traveling the opposite direction crossed into the path of the bus full of 52 students. That school bus attempted to take evasive action and drive onto the shoulder, but they still made contact. One child was killed when the bus overturned. There was one student that succumbed to fatal injuries at the scene of the crash. They were ejected from the school bus. 23 other students were hurt, including one seriously injured. Authorities say the school bus did not have seatbelts. It's a tragic incident, and we ask for space and patience and time. The driver of the minivan, as well as a passenger, were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Stunned parents rushed to reunite with their children nearby. After it happened, um, I seen it on its side, and they were putting kids on stretchers. They had, like, leg braces and neck braces and stuff like that. It's not something that you would want to prepare yourself for. Nearly all of the injured children have been released from the hospital. Police tell us there could be charges ahead. The crash remains under investigation, Nora. Nancy Chen, thank you. We are just learning new details about Donald Trump's plans to surrender to authorities in Georgia. Sources tell CBS News the former president will turn himself in Thursday night. He's facing charges related to his attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. CBS's Nicole Killian reports some of Trump's 18 co-defendants began surrendering today. John Eastman, one of the alleged architects of former President Trump's strategy to use false electors to overturn the 2020 election, was among the first to surrender at the Fulton County Jail. I am confident that when the law is faithfully applied in this proceeding, all of my co-defendants and I will be fully vindicated. Eastman was one of two to turn themselves in today. In testimony to the January 6th committee last year, former White House lawyer Eric Hirschman said Eastman called him the day after the Capitol attack to discuss challenging the Georgia results. This was the advice Hirschman gave him. Get a great effing criminal defense lawyer. You're going to need it. So far, a dozen of the 19 co-defendants have secured bond agreements with District Attorney Fannie Willis, including the former president, who has a cash bond set at $200,000. Trump said Willis thought I was a flight risk to fly far away, maybe to Russia, 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 share a gold dome suite with Vladimir. Trump also can't communicate with the other defendants except through attorneys, and he's not allowed to intimidate witnesses, including on social media. The former president confirmed he will travel to Atlanta Thursday to be arrested. Security is being ramped up outside of the jail as the sheriff warned of a hard lockdown ahead of Trump's arrival. Late today, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows asked for an extension to surrender, but he was rejected by the DA, who said she would file warrants in the system for his arrest after noon Friday. Some of the defendants are facing mounting legal bills and have indicated the former president may not pick up the tab, so they're now trying to raise funds online. Nora? Nicole Killian, thank you. Tonight, a massive cleanup is underway in Southern California following Tropical Storm Hillary. The record rain and flooding left entire neighborhoods buried under mountains of mud and debris, likely causing billions of dollars in damage. CBS's Carter Evans reports from Cathedral City, where residents are still digging out. 
Tonight, it's neighbor helping neighbor in desert communities walloped by Hillary. These guys are heroes. This neighborhood in Cathedral City had more than three feet of mud in the streets. And right behind the heavy equipment, volunteers with shovels in hand to help dig out. We're all taking care of each other. We got three cars out um, just a little bit ago, which was a really big deal. The storm dumped more than three and a half inches of rain here, funneling mud right into this low-lying community. I have to say the response of the community members helping one another has been unbelievable. Mayor Rita Lamb says the mud and muck trapped people in their homes and rescuers had to get creative using a front loader to carry a group of seniors to safety. Talk about thinking out of the box and those residents are all safely relocated and they're safe and sound in those pictures. You know, they were worth a thousand words. In the mountains of San Bernardino, others are still struggling to clear mud, rocks, and more debris that came crashing down. We're also learning about an airline scare during the storm. Sparks flew as an Alaska Airlines flight made a hard landing at John Wayne Airport in Southern California. The landing gear failed. And as the city of Los Angeles recovers from Hillary, first responders had to evacuate hundreds of patients, some on ventilators, after a backup generator failed at a downtown hospital. It's still not clear what caused the power outage. Now, officials here in Cathedral City say it's simply too early to estimate the cost of all the damage from Hillary. They're going to be digging out here for weeks. Now, this storm brought with it a tremendous amount of moisture and set rainfall records in four states. Nora? You can see they're busy at work. Carter Evans, thank you. Well, a terrifying scene in Pakistan today. A cable car was left dangling nearly 1,000 feet over a river when one of its mile-long cables broke. Inside were eight people, including six children. The world watched as rescuers in a helicopter worked feverishly to free them. CBS's Ramey and Asensio now on how this delicate operation played out. It was supposed to be a routine morning trip to school between two mountains. But when a cable snapped, six children between the ages of 11 and 15 and two adults almost plunged to their death. Villagers here in Pakistan's remote northwest mountains helplessly watched as rescuers dangling from helicopters in high winds strained to reach them. The downwash from a rescue chopper shook the car violently, threatening to send it crashing into the ground nearly a thousand feet below. This man's brother and son were inside. If the government is so helpless, he said, then it should seek help from another country. Pakistani military commandos did airlift the first child out This jerry-rigged machine, one of countless across the mountains, meant to make life easier. But often made from scrap metal and poorly maintained, they have led to death. After night fell, authorities suspended air rescue, but on the ground, operations never stopped. Officials and locals deploying a zip line to the car and pulling everyone inside to safety. Pakistan's prime minister has demanded inspections of all makeshift cable cars in the country. Rainy Innocencio, CBS News, London. Turning now to the Maui wildfires, where the death toll stands at 115. The search for the hundreds still unaccounted for entered a new phase today. Officials say they have gone through all the single-story residential properties in Lahaina and are now focusing on larger buildings. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has been on Maui for two weeks and reports tonight there's new questions about the mayor's response. 
As the search intensifies, images from before the fire show the complications cadaver dog teams face as they comb through what's left in the disaster zone. Tonight, the focus is on multi-story residential and commercial properties, areas officials say with the highest population of the missing. Around 850 people are still unaccounted for. We're hurting because not only we've lost our historical places and our homes, but we've lost our loved ones. And tonight, there's new concern over how aware Maui County officials were of the conditions on the ground August 8th, in part because of this interview Mayor Richard Bisson gave to local station KITV just after 6 p.m. I'm happy to report that the road is open to and from Lahaina. But in fact, by this point, the fire had already spread into downtown Lahaina. Oh my God, I can't see anything. We're surrounded by fire. The mayor seemingly unaware that much of downtown was ablaze. And many residents were either caught in or were fleeing the flames. We have reports of structures, uh, older buildings that have uh, been burnt in Lahaina. Uh, We actually, our update is actually going to come in at about 7 p.m. And late to comprehend just how devastating the fires actually were. And we reached out to the mayor's office for comment and have not heard back. The state attorney general's office is now investigating, and we have heard back from them. They tell me they are, quote, advising state actors to refrain from commenting on this pending investigation, Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti with that new reporting. Thank you very much. Tonight, leaders of some of the nation's largest cities are sounding the alarm due to a rapid growth of asylum seekers, calling it a humanitarian crisis. New York City is struggling to find housing for the more than 100,000 migrants that have passed through the city since last spring. CBS's Jerika Duncan reports the city is demanding that the Biden administration help ease the burden. This migrant center on New York City's Randall's Island is the latest answer to the city's overcrowding crisis. It is set to house 3,000 migrants. Mayor Eric Adams. Is this a sign of progress or does this speak to the humanitarian crisis your city is facing? This is not a sign of uh, progress. Uh, This is a sign of a crisis, a greatest, I believe, humanitarian crisis the city has ever witnessed. It's been difficult for the city to find space, leaving at one point dozens waiting outside and even sleeping on sidewalks at the Roosevelt Hotel that has now been converted into an intake center. New York City projects it could spend up to $12 billion on the crisis over the next three years. The situation so dire, the mayor is also considering using a closed federal prison as an option. Everything is on the table. I want to be clear on that. Everything is on the table because when people come here, the last stop is is for someone to sleep on the street. The mayor wants the Biden administration to intervene and grant migrants the right to work. What would you say to President Biden if he's listening right now? The precursor to sleep to enjoy the American dream is the right to work. The right to work. Let them work. While the White House emphasized in a statement to CBS News its commitment to working with cities, it says Congress needs to approve additional funding. Jerika Duncan, CBS News, New York. A young child was attacked by a bear outside New York City. The details on what happened next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a seven-year-old boy is recovering from injuries after being attacked by a bear. This happened north of New York City in Westchester County. Police officers shot and killed the bear. Officials say it is now being tested for rabies. The child was rushed to a hospital, but his injuries are said to be minor. And one person was killed in an overnight explosion in North Carolina that leveled the home of an NFL player. The victim has been identified as Robert Farley. That's the father of Tennessee Titans cornerback Caleb Farley. One other person was taken to the hospital with injuries. Caleb Farley was not at home at the time. A fire official believes there was a gas leak at the house. An American sprinter makes history her message of resilience. That's next. An American sprinter now has bragging rights as the fastest woman in the world. Shakari Richardson won the gold in the 100 meters at the World Championships yesterday, finishing in 10.65 seconds, edging out two Jamaican sprinters. Richardson hopes to make the Olympic team next year. She missed the Tokyo Games two years ago when she tested positive for marijuana. After the race, she said, quote, I'm not back. I'm better. Well, congratulations. A rare sighting in the animal kingdom that you have to see to believe. That's next. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Finally tonight, something that hasn't been spotted in more than a half a century, a spotless giraffe. That's right. Take a look at this rare, one-of-a-kind, adorable baby born July 31st at the Bright Zoo in the town of Limestone, Tennessee. Officials say she is believed to be the only solid-colored giraffe on the planet. The last recorded spotless giraffe was in Tokyo in 1972. Zoo officials are asking for the public's health in naming their new superstar. Okay, we kind of had a vote in the control room and we decided on plain Jane. What do you think? That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.